Je vous parle en direct de cette 17e étape du Tour de France. Le peloton, énorme machine de muscles et d'acier, vient de s'élancer. Welcome to uh, the Barman and Bevo podcast, episode three of the Tour de France, uh, wow. or Tour de France episode three. Um, it's funny, we didn't, uh, I don't think we expected some of the events to happen that happened on Tuesday and Wednesday, True. but uh, we should have a pretty action-packed uh, episode tonight due to uh, stage four and stage five. So um, let's get right into it. We've lost, on stage four, a dramatic finish, sprint finish, and um, the results, we lose two key riders, um, two of the bigger riders in the tour from a, you know, the green jersey perspective, sprint finish perspective. Um, Mark Cavendish, due to injury, and uh, Peter Sagan for uh, two minutes for elbowing. Two minutes? <laughs> two, two stages, minutes? two stages, two tours, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, you you know, you were uh, you've been in. Well, I, I can't imagine you were much of a sprinter, but I'm a leadout guy. There you go. I'm not a bad sprinter. Uphill. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Yeah. Cavendish was trying to crash, and I mentioned this. Well, in, in one of the previous podcasts, that Cavendish was there for for the media, and Cavendish has done this before. He's <clears throat> Not specifically super trying to crash himself out, but he's not afraid to crash if necessary for his team. Well, there's no such thing as bad press, I guess. Right. I mean, there's plenty of coverage after the stage of, of those well, jerseys. Well, Dad is finding out about bad press now. Why is that? Because their sporting directors got Peter Sagan kicked out. Oh. Oh, because of the, they felt like he should be gone. So originally, originally the penalty was 80 points. And he moved to the end of relegation. the group relegation in that sprint, which Sagan was fine with. It sure. was Ralph Aldag and Robbie Hunter that went to that went to the Tour de France. And remember, <coughs> Dimension Data is a sponsor of the Tour de France. They provide all the information about what's all happening. All tracking, in, GPS, all that stuff. Damari's uh, isn't that a conflict of interest? Well, remember, the only reason Dimension Data got a World Tour license was because they ended up being the 19th team when the 18th team dropped out and moved Dimension Data in. They were going to do 19 teams up until that point. And then Lamprey and UAE combined into one team, or was created into one team. Okay, so do you think the punishment was too severe? Yes. Okay. Do you did you hear about the appeal today? Yes, but there's nothing you can do two stages later. I mean, right? You can. You no can't one's let, ever come back. Well, well not only that, but you you got to assume the appeal is going to take more than twenty four hours. 
Well, so at that point, he's already lost three stages, if not four. You can't regain a right. stage race. I mean, yeah. ideally, you would say, hey, just ride. Don't sprint these two days. Get your legs back underneath you. Cycling doesn't work that way. Right. And there's plenty more races for Peter Sagan. It, it's actually going to be helpful for his whole season because he'll have more time to focus for the World Championships. He'll be able to take his break now. He'll move into <clears throat> into racing different parts of the year stronger than he has ever before and so this as you can tell from peter sagan's social media post he's not totally upset that he's not in the oh, tour sure. de France. well he's got a he's got a baby on the way or he's got a newborn or something like that yeah. so i mean do you think he goes and rides in the vuelta no his his year's already planned out well there's really no reason for him to race he has enough years enough miles in the bank is in, in his bank account he has enough years. He doesn't need a Grand Tour stage. In fact, he could actually use a year off from the Tour de France, and that'll be super helpful for him in 2018. So this okay. isn't very similar to a hockey team who's sitting 7th or 8th. Right. Overall, player injures himself with four weeks to go in the season. Hey, we're just going to shut it down. If the kids step up and get us into the playoffs, good for them. This guy's they'll fresh. learn. They'll learn how to do. They'll learn how to do it. And then when you t- when you talk about how many more games LeBron James has played than anyone else in the NBA over the last five or six or eight seasons, how many finals? Those games add up. And so, <clears throat> I know Tiger wish Tiger Woods wishes that he had more rounds in his bag than what he played when he was eight years old when Earl was dragging him around yeah. California to golf. I mean, he wishes. I think about how much more Tiger Woods would make in a round today than yes. he did when he was nine years old. And yeah. that goes for any father. Any father that pushes their son like like that, I, I understand he wants to play, but... Todd Marinovich? Oh, <laughs> one of the best 30 for 30s. I caught the end of a 30 for 30 the other day. Um, oh, you, it was the broke one. Like uh, Bernie Kosar, oh. a bunch of like different football. Yeah, Andre Risen was in it. It's a very um, good one. Good one, not yeah. with the material, but very well done. But it seems like a lot of them lost their money in the crash in 08, which is even well, weirder because they were like agents. they were making yeah, it's just making crazy money. Um, so so something so I was, you know, obviously watched that stage pretty intently. I thought it was going to be, you know, it, exactly what we previewed. It was going to be a sprint finish. But, so, my wife saw it. I went out and rode. So, six miles to go, or 6K to go. I just, it was too late. So, I said, I'm going to go ride. And I'll come back and just, I'll catch the end of it. And I come back and Jess had watched it. She goes, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, I mean, that happens three times a week when the tour's on. Well, so, I watch it. It wasn't like a musette reaching out and grabbing Armstrong's right. brake lever up Louis Arden in. But did you see... They came around, if I remember correctly, they came around, it's right there on the top, <laughs> they came around the corner, down the stretch, and there was a long line, mm-hmm. and Sagan slipped in and tried to elbow somebody there. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, yeah, I caught it. Um, well, hold, no, hold oh, on. His elbow, I'm sorry, his elbows flared out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. So let's talk about the World Championship jersey. Sure. You don't push the World Champion off of a wheel. Okay. He worked. He has that right. And if he wants a, not necessarily to take a wheel, but if he has a wheel, 
someone has to have nuts enough to take him off a wheel. And honestly, within the cycling community, it's frowned upon trying to take the wheel from the world champion. Okay. So, so, so someone wouldn't come up and edge Sagan off a wheel, and that's really what happened. Who, whoever that rider was, that was Sagan's preferred wheel, and he tried to ride Sagan off. And what you're doing? It looked like it might have been Kittle or no, it was someone small. It was okay. probably Bahani. Okay. Because he tucks in behind everyone. So what happens? All is, I know is I saw the blue. Well, blue, the blue jersey right yeah. around there. So, so if you don't want someone to take a wheel. If that person is on your right, then you will put your front wheel on the right side of the rear wheel of the rider in front of you. Yes. And then you'll actually, as that person tries to accelerate and get his rear wheel behind your front wheel to edge back in, you won't allow that to happen any right. longer. And that's really what Sagan was, was doing. Shame on that rider for trying to take Sagan's wheel, and shame on Cavendish for... For also trying to remove Sagan from Damari's wheel. Okay, so the other thing, and I think I might have seen this on your Facebook thread. Yes. Did Cavendish's brake lever get lodged under Sagan's wrist? Yes. They were connected at one point. So, okay, here's the other thing. So I was listening to Stages. Um, I listened to that episode yesterday because he's been posting them kind of late. He felt that Cavendish was going down before Lance felt Lance Armstrong felt Cavendish was going down before Sagan's elbow came up. So Cavendish was perfectly willing to crash. Right. No. 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 I, he was. I, I get that, but I'm just, yes. I'm just trying to get a better perspective because what I saw was completely different. But I'm not seeing it. Right. I'm not used to seeing it well, at that speed, or I'm not used right. to. Now, you know, I don't. I haven't same, seen wrecks like that. Now, there, there's a couple of things going on here. There's, there's. One in soccer, right? When you see it in live action, what you're seeing isn't actually what's occurring on the soccer field. It's kind of odd. Yeah, but I can call like when that, you see I can the, call that stuff. When out. you see the elbow and yeah. and that, and then and then obviously the ref usually catches the retaliation. Something has drawn his interest, and then he turns to see it, and he's actually seeing the reaction. The reaction, mm -hmm. which is far worse than probably anything that occurred to someone. Same thing in hockey. There's lots of hockey players that, with the higher sticks and the it's and not the, the stuff first going hit that on, gets called. It's, it's the second not or the third. Yes. Well, here's the other thing that's crazy. Now, I caught some of the Germany um, Chile game. The ref went back and reviewed a foul and gave a yellow card. Are They're doing video yet? review now. Good for them. Yeah. Well, they, like the NFL, it, they, was, it was a bad one. They should have someone in the booth. Yeah. And and you know what? That stuff would stop. Yes. And that's well, the been my, I, you're going to see them phase been, out the diving, and hmm. the, the Chile plays pretty dirty. Yeah, they play a physical game. Well, them and Paraguay both yes. play a very physical. They're kind of smaller on the field, but they they're like gnats at, yeah. at a at a uh, at a uh, pool party. Okay, so Sagan's now out. Cavendish obviously out with multiple injuries. He could have rode if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you've seen guys ride with broken collarbones before, but... drug athletes. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hamilton pops to mind, <laughs> grinding down his teeth. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think Cavendish, you know, I thought when we talked in the previous... I told you I didn't think he would finish the race. I didn't think... No, I, he thought wasn't he, going I thought he got a lot further. 
I thought he would have gotten a lot further than he did. I didn't think he was going to crash out on stage four. I thought he would have made it at least through one or two of the mountain stages and then then uh, then fallen off or, or, or left the race. Cavendish is going far, far, far better than anyone anticipated him going. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> the way he closed, when Damari went, and the way Cavendish closed that gap was super surprising to me because I was thinking Cavendish was a little short on form. He was going rather well. He know he knew he needed to do something. I mean, he got fourth in the second stage. Yes. He had some good juice. Um, but what we've seen from Cavendish before is that he's more willing to crash than actually race it straight up. Right. And you know what? You know, Peter Sagan was doing his job. He is paid to get to win or get second in bike races. Mark Cavendish was doing his job, which was to either win, get second, or get third in bike races. They're both doing their they were both doing their job to the best of their abilities. Do I think anyone had any ill intention against the other? No. No. That was clear after do the Do I think do I think Cav do I think Sagan's elbow coming out is is because Cavendish was unhooked underneath him? Yes. Do I think Cavendish was purposely trying to push? He instigated the contact. Yeah, he leaned in. He leaned in. And so Unfortunately, to me, that is a that's a foul. Yes, you know you once you lean in on a on a player on any sport. Yeah, so, then you get whatever you deserve. Right. The one thing we haven't talked about is the guy who won the stage, um, French sprinter Demare. Okay, but he chopped everybody's wheel to begin with. Yeah, this all started earlier with Greipel and him, kind of in. It, it, it was an amazing race. I mean, everything that that I love about stage finishes happened in that stage. Well, and... Did the best person win? No. Yes. Yeah, okay. For the yes. day. The, best, the, be, person the best person won. The person that deserved to win that stage won. Did Peter Sagan get se- deserve to get second? Yes, I think so. Did Cavendish deserve to get crashed? No. He didn't deserve to get crashed. But he made that decision on his own. He could have <laughs> checked. He could have checked up and, and waited. Um... First time a French rider has won a sprint since 06, if right. I remember correctly. Right. Okay, well, let's... Um, that went on about as long as I thought it would. 14 minutes, <laughs> 33 seconds. That's not bad. Um, we, could talk, we can talk for about hours for that. Yeah, I mean, we could... My Facebook thread on that well, is... It was like, still <laughs> at the top of my queue this morning. <laughs> and it's been two days. Um, let's move on to stage five. Um, our first real uh, test for the climbers. Um, we get. Did Fabio Aru win the Vuelta? He has. He didn't this year? No. Who won it this year? Well, or last year. He won it. He won he, he, it last he, year when Dumoulin, dropped out. No, no, yes, it was last year, and then he was focusing on the Giro. Who won it this year, Dumoulin? No, it hasn't happened yet. The Giro happened. That's what I meant. Did I say the Vuelta? I'm sorry. Yes. Now, who won the Vuelta, or who won the Giro this year? Um, that was Dumoulin. Okay. Who Aru beat in the Vuelta last year okay. um, to win his first Grand Tour stage. Or stage race, sorry. So... Um, The result. What do you think? What what do For you have Aru? any? No, just in general, the result of that stage. Do you have any thoughts? Because I've got some thoughts. I'm probably way out there, but I've I got know. some thoughts. Well, the, 
part of what everybody enjoys about this podcast is the fact that I'm speaking to someone that you come from a different background than we do. Right. So it's it's very refreshing. And Scott Patton loves to be talked about on every on every podcast. He was supposed to show. I called him out. And he didn't show up. <clears throat> That's what he said. He said <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to show Barman. Okay. So. But we have to work together all weekend, and there's only so many hours of barman that someone could take. So, here are my thoughts. That stage narrowed the field for the yellow jersey down to four riders. Four? Yep. All right. I think... What, we're two are teammates. No, they're not. I've got... A, is, who's a, a ruse on Astana? Right. Dan Martin. Yeah. Uh, on my fantasy team. Nice. I might have taken him too. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't looked, so I have no. I know two of my riders are out. <laughs> um, Froome, obviously, and mm-hmm. Richie Port. Mm-hmm. Those are the four I've got. You forgot I, Garrett Thomas. He's he, he wasn't there at the end. He's in he second. lost time. So, nah, he's he's going to sacrifice for for Froome. I don't know. Froome didn't sacrifice for Wiggins back in 2012 at the Volta. He acted like he did, but he didn't. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe Sky wants a true Brit to win a, a Tour de France after <laughs> after a fake win. Well, here's here's the other thing. Quintana cracked, but I think that's because he well, rode, he'll get he rode, better. He I think he'll Giro. get better through the. Yeah, I mean, but he'll get better he lost the, more time. Ten seconds, another ten seconds on top. Yeah, but this is racing. Yeah, I know. Um, the one surprise though was Contador. Quintana fell back to the group that Contador was in, and Contador led that group up the mountain yep. and actually almost closed the gap. So I thought yep. he looked relatively strong, or stronger than he has in maybe the last couple of years. Well, Contador is, is playing it smart. So we call it old man strength. <laughs> you don't necessarily have the snap you used to, but you do know how to pace yourself at the absolute best. And Contador knows that his best chance for a result is to find when Sky is at their weakest. Yes. And then just go just like just like Bill Belichick would take would take a secondary that lost their number three cornerback. Mm-hmm. And then the slot receiver would get eighteen throws in a row. And yeah. that's how you create these players out of who knows Troy what you UMass or whatever. Yeah. And 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 all of a sudden they have huge games and playoff games because of certain certain aspects of what's going on. So um, of course, I turn it on late. Who's out in front? Our boy Thomas Vokler getting some time on the TV. He's got to, you know, last tour. Um, but that didn't. I mean, that last climb, he got just chewed up and spit out. I mean, he was out of gas at that point. But you know, he's been out of gas for a while. Yeah, but you know, he always puts in the effort and gets on TV, gets a lot of FaceTime, and then boom, last climb, sucked up, spit out. Um. Something that came out after the stage. Why was BMC leading the race? Most of, why were they out in front most of the race, other than to get sponsor time? So that's what I don't understand. Well, so my personal opinion is Richie Port has been in the media saying that his team is stronger than this guy. Okay. BMC has played the has played the we're a stronger team than this guy, even though. Nobody really believes it except for them. And and so you could really call BMC kind of like a Lou Holtz coach team. Cause, okay. 
you really aren't going to be that way unless you believe it anyways. Okay. So we might as well just believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully, what, what's the what's the kicker? Danny Ho? The one that I make I make fun oh, of you? Oh, no. It's um, Ho. Daniel Kim? Uh-uh, Ho. It's Ho. Last name Ho. I can't remember the kid's first name. The 30 for 30 on, on him. Oh, back in the day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Michigan. Like six... What he had six field goals. Walk on kicker. Notre Dame practices at night after he was studying for medical school. Practices at night in the middle. The kicker pull pulls either an Achilles or a hamstring or something. Isn't ready to go. And Lou Holtz has to pull this kid out and wins the game against Michigan that created um, uh, Catholics versus convicts. Oh God. <laughs> um, and you saved Jimmy Johnson for me. Um, so, with what you said about BMC, if they're so good, where were they on the last climb? Because it was Port by himself. At they one don't point. have they don't have the people that can climb with Port. So what they're doing is they're playing. The then ultra- how are they going to win the race? Because you 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 do the best of your ability until you find an opportunity, and then you crack them. I just don't see it. It might not happen. Well, I mean, but I'm, you know, but I'm they, the mentality. But, they are, but BMC is putting themselves in the best opportunity to win. So here's here's why I say that. My mentality is if you watch the way the Skies won in the last couple of years, if you watch the way, other than the cheating part, how Discovery and, and USPS won back in the day, you got to that last climb, and there were always two guys – with Froome, or there were two or three guys with Armstrong. And even when Cadell Evans won at BMC, there were two guys with Cadell Evans. You know, those are all... That's how I see... That's how you win the Tour de France. Right. You get to the climbs, you let your guys do their work, and then when it's time for the the team leader to go out, he goes out and and puts time on the competitors. Mm -hmm. You know, his biggest rivals. So, I mean, unless Port's going to use... Sky to do all his work for him, which is entirely possible. But at some point, he's gonna one of those guys gonna make a move, and he's gonna have to go with them, and they're gonna crack him. So I just don't see a way that he can win unless well, he's got teammates that can. So what you're used to is the doped nine athletes, sure, that have have guys on motorcycles that bring <laughs> blood bags in that have had that have been at that the apartment every day to make sure that they're at what is it ninety two degrees yeah. or whatever. So, what's going on is is BMC's playing for Sky having a bad day somewhere. Okay. And what they're doing is they're they're setting him up. And sometimes it doesn't matter whether you lose four zero. If you're an emotionally strong team, it doesn't matter whether you lose four zero or two one. Right. It's if you're emotionally strong, if you're a young team, if you have a bunch of college kids or kids in their nineteen or twenty years old. They sometimes don't get over that, but if you have a strong team and you've prepared them for this, they're gonna wait until Sky has their has their bad moment. And it's a three week grand tour. Everybody has a bad moment. Sure. Even when you're dope to the gills. Right. Even when you're dope, you still have that odd day. And believe me, Contador, Port, Quintana, they're all waiting they're all waiting for one crack. And it doesn't have to be late in the stage either. No, if it's early, if, don't it's, know. if it's early, it's going to be on, and yeah. and and that's what they're waiting for. It's too early. Um, it's good that it's been warm. 
It's good that these are really it long. Isn't it warm? It's, the last it's, two it's, days, these are really fast. long stages, which is different than the other Grand Tours. Well, the Giro, the Giro does long stages also, but the Italian riders control the field, and they go until until the helicopter comes on and turns the live TV on. They do more of how we do in the restaurant business, where we go to the host stand and we're like, we. We totally control the room by how many people we let in at a time. Right. And if we only have four servers on, there's only four tables that are going to get seated at the same time. Right. Because that fifth table is the one that everything up for the rest of the afternoon. Right. Four tables, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, four more tables, 20 minutes, blah, 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 and let right. the bar do its thing. Um, so I thought, obviously, Aru looked awesome. When he made he his move, fit. and he was uh, he was accelerating at a high rate up that hill. Um, Froome, Martin, uh, Port all looked good. Considor looked surprisingly looked right. good. Yeah, yep. surprisingly um, looked good. Quintana actually, it was a uh, Yates. Yates looked uh, good. Simon I forgot Yates about him. Tried a little move. Um, it was it was it was it made me happy. Because I told you, I love those are my favorite. I can watch those stages from start to finish, and it was uh, it was awesome. It was it was everything. I think Sunday is really going to be the fun one. Yeah. But um, uh, and we'll get that eggs and eggs. Get to that in a few minutes. I'm, clean, um, I'm cleaning the condo now. Okay. Cool. I started a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, today's stage, stage six, not really much going on. I only caught maybe the last hour hour and a half of it from i was watching it at work i had on my iphone just on my desk while i was plowing through some work um kittle wins in a sprint it was flat it was it looked like actually the stage looked like it was slightly downhill like bob roll says it was lumpy but Uh, it wasn't as lumpy as stage uh two or three yeah but but it was yeah the sprinter stages without sagan and cavendish in there aren't going to let any opportunity Past. I mean, did you see anything today? I mean, I didn't really see. The only the biggest news today was the appeal. Yes, but the break. The teams were. The teams were letting the break do their thing, and then close them down when they needed to to actually do a proper sprint, which is more traditional than what than what we've seen lately. Okay, so um, tomorrow we've got stage seven. I think we did stage seven preview the other day, but I'll, I'll run through it real quick. It's right. uh, Troy Ace to... Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. I can't remember what day of the week it is. With the, July the best 4th, part is... With July 4th on Tuesday, my weekly schedule the is... The date and the stage are the same up until Monday. Oh. Oh, until the first rest so day. So to, to tomorrow's J- July 7th, stage 7. Because we got the race to start on the first. Right. Okay, so Troy Ace to Nuit St. George's. Mm-hmm. Looks like an, a slow uphill Category 4. Another sprint uh, stage. You're getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, 60K flat. To end sprint finish, two hundred thirteen and a half k. Okay, um, stage eight. Stage eight is on Saturday. Um, this is looks like more of a mountain stage. We've got Dole to Station de Rousset, uh, one hundred eighty seven point five k. Looks like a climber stage. Um, steep uphill, then a flat finish. Um, we've got. A category three. We've got a category two. Um, we've got a category one, and it looks like they will be in the Jura Mountain Range. Um, the category three is the Cote de la Joux, 
The uh, category two is the Cote de Viry. And the category one, oh, this is going to be a doozy. The Monte de la Combe de Luisa Les Molines. I don't know. I, I probably butchered that one. French people love people that try. Yes. Uh, so stage eight, mountain, mountain, uh, mountain stage on Saturday. Uh, 187k should and be it's good. It's really just setting up for Sunday, right? It's a cat three, a cat two, and a cat one. Yes. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday's going to be freaking awesome. Um, stage nine, Nantua to Chambéry, uh, 181k. Uh, here's what I wrote down: awesome mountain stage. <laughs> <laughs> two cat three climbs. Then, a, then a two. That, oh, then two not categorized climbs are UC. Is that uncategorized? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Then a cat four. Then another uncategorized climb and a downhill uh, with a flat finish. So why do you think they uncategorized climbs that are bigger than some categorized climbs? It has to do with the length of the climb or the steepness of the climb. Oh, money. That's to do with Money. So if my community Is there time bonus or money bonuses. So on them? my community wants to have something featured within a stage. Tourism, it's for tourism, and they want to see a climb. Oh, it's okay. a way. It's a, it's a bigger. So way. is it is it really an uncategorized climb or is it to is, a rider? It's it's the same. You can look back, <clears throat> not necessarily lately, but if you go back to the '90s or the '80s, the the people I the, the Greg Lemans and the Phil Andersons and the in the 7-Eleven team with Mark, Andy Hampson and all that, right. they'll tell you, sometimes the uncategorized climbs are, are, are so much harder than a categorized climb just because the city on top of the hill paid $10,000 to actually <laughs> host the categorized climb. Oh, God. Yes. Um, so I think we'll see another, you know, the group will, the group of main guys will be up through the ride, they'll start chewing guys up that went out and let mm-hmm. out. Um, and then we'll get to the last couple climbs, and then somebody's going to go over the top, and it's a downhill. Yep. Whoever can descend the fastest may just pull out the stage win. One of the one, one of the guys will crash. One of the, one one of of the, the descenders. One of the favorites. One of the favorites will crash on the uphill or on the downhill? On the downhill. Interesting. Okay. Um... Whenever you get that many GC leaders in one place, it always happens. Any predictions for that one? I have no idea. You think it could be um, like a DeHent or a... Mm-hmm. The early break's not going to miss. What the early break is going to be is all the people that could help team leaders. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if Sky sent like Walt Poles or... Out to be in the breakout. Or uh, and then- uh, Kwiatkowski. With, with the break, and they and they would try to bait BMC into doing exactly what they did previously. Burn out another rider and burn out, and, and then, then have a guy up front up for front. when Froome catches them to yes. lead out the Garrett Thomas. Yeah, um, the real team leader is Kai, <laughs> the Welshman. <laughs> yes, this is Sean Connery, his dad. <laughs> he doesn't uh, have that much class. <laughs> All right, so um, I think I think Sundays be awesome. Plus, we're gonna be at your house. Yep, kegs and eggs. Um, we're gonna do. I say we start the podcast with like ten k left in the race. You want to listen listen to the stage? Yeah, why not? And do the podcast. 
I mean, because we can talk about everything that has happened up to that point and who's cracked and who's there, <coughs> and we can turn Phil Liggett off because he'll get all the names wrong anyway. Um, when has he been right? He hasn't been right. It's hysterical. Now that I'm... He's kicked off I Australian TV for I a reason. Now that I'm, like, listening intently, yes. and I'm like, he just gave that guy... That's the wrong guy. He does over it once a day. Once? That I catch. That you catch. Yeah. Well, I don't know half the guys anyway. I mean... You know more than Phil. Well, I can't pick him out of the lineup. What if they ask you and I to fill uh, uh, to uh, replace Paul Sherwin and uh, that would be hysterical. And <laughs> we should just we should do that for the last stage and just get rip roaring drunk. <laughs> it wouldn't be any different than Phil. <laughs> How many gin and tonics can you have in a tour stage? Oh my god! Remember, the tour stage finishes at five thirty. Oh, that's right, are at six. dark. Yes. <laughs> well, not at dark there. They're yeah. in the further Well, they got to do the atmosphere. projection on the Arc de Triomphe. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so Sunday st- stage nine is going to be great. Um, Monday's a rest day. I'll uh, talk briefly about Tuesday just, just to put it sure. in the bank. Um, Tuesday, July 11th, uh, Perigo to, I can't even read my hand, Bergerac. Bergerac. 178k, relatively flat. Looks like they gave them an easy day, only 178k. Um, most right. of the flat stages have all been over 200k. Yeah, yep. um, flat finish sprinter stage, what I have written down. So it had two category four climbs in it, which is nothing for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna record Sunday. Sunday. Um, what do you think for next week? We could do. Um, do you want to do Wednesday or Thursday? I can't do Wednesday because of racing. Yeah, you got the track. Uh, well, we can do Thursday again, I, or we can just go back to Friday. Um, I can do Friday. I can do Friday that week because I don't have any anything going on race wise. Uh, okay. The fifteenth and such, so we could go back to we could do Sunday. So Sunday we'll have to do all the stages through the week <clears throat> to get us through Friday, and then Friday night That's we'll fine. do a recap. Or we show. can do Monday night here. Well, Sunday then Monday. We won't have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a fist fight break breaks out, Cigar tries to crash into the tour. <laughs> he comes in wearing the uh, the glasses with the big nose and the mustache. Dude, better. <laughs> like uh, who was that? Who's the Robert, uh, ba- uh, Ventura? No, or no, no um, um, Bobby Bobby Valentine. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so we'll um, we're gonna record Sunday. It looks like we'll do Sunday Friday. Um, and maybe we'll do one over the weekend if we can, if we can, or we'll do like Friday, Monday or something like that. Well, their second rest day should be the following Monday. It is. So why don't we do, we'll do Sunday and then we can do Friday and then we can do the rest day on Monday and that'll set us up for the last, to get us into the last weekend. Okay, cool. So, um, I'll hopefully have this up. I'll have this up tonight. I should be able to. I've got the editing down now. Nice. I can get it down in 20, 30 minutes. So. Don't forget to hit the sponsors for our... Uh... Oh, so we, we, we forgot to mention as we, um, we're here at Reality Bikes recording. Uh, Todd was going to join us, but he's on the trainer right now. Can you hear it? You can hear the... Um, we got the Fantasy League. Do you want to plug that? Yeah. Uh, I had it up. I forgot who was winning. The it's not me. Marietta Mennonite. Had Peter Sagan. <laughs> Is that uh, uh, Desenzo called me art because called me out because I'm never a winner because I won't take fruit. Is your team named Bling? Ooh, <laughs> tenth today. He looked way closer than tenth when I looked at the finish, but let's see. 
So we've got our fantasy. Uh, fantasy League, fantasy Reality league. Bikes. Uh, you said we had like 21 people. West Poo Poo doesn't think that Todd's actually going to pay up. He just wants to win. He just wants to win for that reason. What else we got? Uh, you got. Do the, we have any other sponsors? No. no. You got your um, this weekend at the Velodrome. It is the pro race uh, Friday night. Unfortunately, or for whatever reason, I am the chief judge for the two days, so I will not be commenting. I will not be commenting about about the racing. We'll just plug the race to get people down there. If, if people want to come... It's fun. If I'll people be... want to come to Kegs and Eggs on Sunday, they can talk about the race. I can... We won't with talk me about offici- About me officiating, or with me officiating, I can't really talk about what happened on the race, so... Well, just plug the race. So you got... Well, we got the job. Madison, right? This we, time? Uh, Andy Bailey has stepped up and is offered prize money for the uh, Madison at the end. Okay. Of, so that the Madison isn't part of the Omnium, uh, so it'll be an exhibition afterwards. But uh, the Madison we had uh, last night was incredible. We had, I think, we had nine teams or oh, ten, wow. ten teams. Um, Scott Clam, racing. the Clam Man, different than Sam and Dan's Clam and Hamco. Somebody stole my team name. Batman Cyclist. I thought that was mine. That's Tim. Mrs. Tim who? Is that your old roommate, Tim? Probably not. I don't think so. He moved to Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Mrs. Claus' yoga pants. <laughs> that would be the Marietta men tonight. Um, where am I? Down at the bottom? Mm, you are in... The bottom five? Kevin Dish and Chips last. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing how you're right. Joe DeLuca got in. That's my neighbor. Yep. Yeah. Good for Pete, him. Pete from Outback Bikes, and that's good, too. Yeah. Pete's been having some health issues, but... Yeah, uh, a heart attack, uh, correct? A heart event. Heart event, excuse me. Well... Is he racing this weekend? <laughs> probably not, but he's been walking around and uh, getting around. We all wish Pete well. A huge supporter of riding, racing, everything in town. He's a customer. Of yours? Of mine. Of, uh, you do Outback Tinker Tents? Yep. Snyder Cycles does uh, Snyder Cycles is a customer, also. yeah. All right, so racing Friday and Saturday at the Velodrome? Yep, Friday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, Saturday, racing starts at 3, but the program starts at 6. We have uh, Velo Cafe is doing sandwiches in concessions where you can meet Michael Vendura. I'll be signing his, autographs. And his lovely wife, Jessica, who does all the work. If you, uh, if we'll give you the, uh, if you, you drop by the concession stand, uh, say hashtag Vivo, I'll give you a dollar off your hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Free dog? Free dog, something like Free that. Free dog. There's okay. 120 hot dogs in there. We ate 40 last night. Oh, my God. And there's an, a hun- we went through all 120 in the cure. Wow. Okay, yeah. good. Hot dogs are back on the uh, positive, like bacon and donuts. Mm. Other items are, are off. So Okay. So, so I'll be down there in the Velo. concession stand with my wife, Jessica. Say hi. Um, Barman will be officiating. Don't say hi. Don't say hi because you'll just confuse him. <laughs> He'll be busy. With his judge hat on. Are you going to go to Foot Locker and get a jersey? <laughs> a free jersey? <laughs> um, we'll be back Sunday morning. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll have more Tour de France coverage for you Sunday morning uh, live from Casa de Barman this yes. time. First time we'll record there. I know. Hopefully it won't stick to anything. I don't think you've ever been there. I've been there. Just to drop me off. I've been in once. 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 How scary was it? 
when you tan. I don't remember. I had a friend who lived in that neighborhood a long time ago. So. All right. My little brother used to live over on that side of town, too, <laughs> in like 2000, 2001. All right, we'll, uh, we'll see you Sunday. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, um, enjoy the tour. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way the only way they know how Let's just